is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. It is never okay to create any kind of culture of shaming. Now, you may be wondering why I'm talking about shaming on a podcast that centers around business when something like shaming never happens in business, right? It never happens in corporations or organizations, right? That's not true. It happens. It's not just in fraternities and sororities and high school football teams where hazing is the norm. Shaming can happen and does happen anywhere. There's an organization that we've been observing for some time And what we've seen is that over the years, this organization has bred a culture of shaming and mistrust. And of course, there's always two sides to every story. But in our observations, what we've seen is that there's a common denominator. And it is the head of this particular organization. There have been multiple employees and business partners, and business relationships, and vendors that have been fired, for which lawsuits have been brought on on either side, for long-term relationships suddenly ended because of this culture of, of mistrust. And one of the things that we've seen is that one of the things that creates that mistrust is shaming, is making people wrong, telling them that they're worthless, telling them or implying that they're out of integrity. And that is really just never okay. We always like to think of companies and organizations much like a family. And just like in a family where you wouldn't shame your child, you shouldn't shame the people in your organization either. Now, what's a little different between an organization and a company and a family is the emotions get tied up. Actually, that could be true in in the company as well, right? We, We can get emotionally tied to that and gee, we're emotionally tied to a paycheck and the money and the fear of well, what, what else would I find? So let's look at, like, say, a relationship. The traditional cycle of violence, whether it's physical or emotional, where a spouse abuses his or her partner and the partner's not happy and so wants to leave. And then things get a little bit better and kind words are said and, and the partner thinks, well, it'll get better. It, it, it'll, it'll improve. It will never be this bad. And then, of course, there's a reason why it's called a cycle of violence is because it comes right back around. That similar cycle can and does happen in organizations. And some of the same things can happen. Oh, it will get better. It won't get this bad. Oh, look, they're making changes. So perhaps the, that'll lead to something good that will create a positive impact. 
I'll stay a little longer. And then something else happens. And then you go back to, well, maybe I should stay. And then it gets a little bit better and so on and so forth. Now, why does this apply to you as you're listening to this podcast and thinking, I don't shame anybody. I don't have a culture of shame or mistrust in my organization. Hopefully not. And it's really important that you do not. Because if you've listened to some of the the previous episodes, especially on employee engagement, hiring, having the right people in the right seats, then you know that anywhere between 40 and 80% of employees are looking for opportunities elsewhere. 60% say they take a completely different job in a completely different company if the circumstances were right. And it's actually not always about the money. So if someone is creating, either directly or indirectly, a culture of mistrust and a culture of shaming, those percentages go up. Because who wants to stay in a position where you're constantly being told you're not doing enough, you did this wrong, you should have known better, you're trying to skirt the system, you're out of integrity, what's wrong with you? You know, real winners do this, you must not be trying hard enough, you're just making excuses. Those are words of shame. And no one should hear them. There's going to be a future episode on what is not leadership. And a quick sneak peek is good leadership, effective leadership, is not strong-arming people and throwing them into the deep end so that, you know, they, they get their gumption and they grow a pair and now they'll go out and be motivated to do this. No, there is nothing motivating about shame. It's quite the opposite. It's incredibly demotivating. So while where you are, whether you're an executive, owner of the company, head of a company, and you absolutely, wholeheartedly believe that you are not creating a culture of shame. You're creating some culture. You have a culture in your organization, whether it's deliberate and intentional and conscious, or it's not. But you do have a culture in your organization. And so I really implore you to look at what is the real culture. And unless you actively work on creating a conscious culture and continuously attending to it, you probably have a culture that you don't quite intend to have. And so look at that because culture is is created by all sorts of things. Some of them are the way that the, the leaders, the owners, the executives, the managers communicate, what behavior they model, 
actions speak louder than words, how they respond in difficult times. Those are just a few ways that the company culture is created and exists. So if you were to look at what culture do you want, the anti-shame culture, let's call it, ways that you can bring that about and make that happen are by giving feedback, positive feedback, by engaging with your employees. Employee engagement is a two-way street. It's how employees engage with the company and the organization, and it's how the company and organization engages with them. It's by your words and your actions showing that everybody in the organization matters and what they do matters and that it's important. From the CEO down to the janitorial staff, what each person does is important. So being aware of that and acknowledging that to them, hey, you're doing a great job and I really appreciate the job that you're doing because here's what it allows us to do. Now, if your people aren't doing a great job, then that's something else for you to look at. But you want to create that environment, that culture, where people feel positive, they feel good about themselves, they feel like they are a worthy component of this organization, that they're making a difference. That's going to create that positive culture and one that is anti-shaming. So next time there's a problem, because that's usually when this comes up, right? That whole problem of shaming. Next time there's a problem, check yourself and think about how you're going to respond. Because how you respond to challenges, issues, problems, concerns, says a lot about you and the culture that you're creating, whether it's in your department, in your entire organization, with the one direct report you have, report you have under you, it says a lot. So think about your response and how that response is connected to the culture that every day you are actively creating. I would love to hear your thoughts and especially your experience with examples where there's been shaming and mistrust and what's, what that's done to your morale, company morale, the culture, all of that. So please reach out at theshulergroupllc.com and send me a message and let me know your thoughts on shaming, mistrust, anti-shaming, positive company culture, and how you're taking a stand for the anti-shame movement. Until next time, may you thrive.